Hey, what's up, all you investors? Now, we are continuing on the listener questions, and today we're going to be talking about finding financing for more than four properties. Let's get into it. Now, before we jump into this session where we're going to talk about the listener question about finding financing for more than four properties, before we do that, I got to clear up a couple things about good debt and bad debt. Now, if you've read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, which is a fantastic book, it's actually one of the first books that I read that really got me interested in passive income, making money while I'm sleeping with other means like real estate, writing books, having a blog or a podcast. Um, you could even write a song or anything that is actually going to work for you rather than you doing your work. Basically, you work one time and you keep making money over and over again. And I'll put in the podcast notes for today the link to the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Great book. You should really pick it up. The show notes is masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 018 if you want to go there and see all the show notes for this session. So basically, the premise of the book is Robert Kiyosaki is writing about his rich dad. And his rich dad is somebody who is who understands the game of business. And he has a poor dad who is a teacher and works really, really hard hard and doesn't understand the game of business, the game of passive income versus earned income. If I were to sum up everything that I learned is basically that passive income is the way to earn money and earned income, you know, working a job is not the way to, to earn money. The second thing would be good debt and bad debt. Now, like I said earlier, bad debt takes money out of your pocket. Let me give you an example. Some bankers will tell you that your home is an asset. They're going to say, yeah, your house is an asset. You have equity in the property. You live in it because, and so you're not paying rent. So it's an asset. Well, in the bank's eyes, it's an asset because if it's a mortgage, there is a mortgage on it. The bank is making money from you. So it's their asset that you are paying them money for. You borrowed money from them. You're giving them interest and you're not making money in the process. That's an asset for the bank. But for you, it's a liability because it's money coming out of your pocket. Just think of an asset puts money in your pockets. A liability takes money out of your pockets. And so your home is basically a liability. Now, if that's a liability, how is an asset different than a normal home? So if you buy a house that you put a renter in there that makes you money every single month, that pays the mortgage, pays all the expenses, the property management fees, any type of fee and expense that you have on the property, and then puts money in your pocket, well, that's an asset because assets put money in your pocket, liabilities take money out of your pocket. I remember the first time I bought my property. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Obviously, I've done many, many hard things, but it was so hard to buy that first rental property, not a home for myself, a first rental property. All the fear, anxiety, and issues came into my mind of, oh, what, what if this and what if that? Well, I got past that, and that's one of the hardest steps is to get in there and buy your first property. But once I bought my first property, I saw how passive income and good debt brought money into my pocket. Now, that's what we're going to be talking about today is having financing for more properties to build your business faster. Now, I'm going to tell you that for my business, I've grown it big enough that 
I've paid off most of my mortgages, most of the notes on the properties. I think I have 35 properties or so, give or take. You know, I buy and sell some all the time. Just recently, I bought um, three single-family homes and one duplex um, off of an investor. And so that, you know, obviously uh, changed the numbers. So anyways, all that to say, I think I only have maybe four notes on all those 30-plus properties because I've since paid off because paid off the mortgages because so much money was coming in every single month from my rental properties that I was able to take that money pay off them notes so I didn't have that debt hanging over me. Even though it was good debt, money kept coming in my pocket every single month. I just was wanting to get rid of those those debts in order to make more money every single month because I had enough money coming in. It was just, praise the Lord, so great that I had so much money that I was able to pay off the debt. So as we look at today's session where we talk about finding financing for more than four properties, keep this idea in mind that passive income and good debt will bring money in your pocket every single month and you want to utilize leverage, mortgages, notes, basically they're all the same thing. Utilize somebody else's money so that you can put money in your pocket and you can dramatically grow your business very, very quickly with mortgages, with leverage or note, something like that where you're borrowing money from somebody else. So hopefully that painted a big broad picture of what mortgages and financing can do for you. It helps you put money in your pocket So all the money that comes in from your tenants in the form of rent will pay off your mortgage on your property. It'll pay off the property taxes, the property management, any fees and and expenses that you have, all that is covered. And so after you're done, you have all this money coming in passive income. And hopefully you're going to be making 200 to $250 to $300 a month in passive income. That's profit above and beyond the actual expenses of the property. And that's good debt because the good debt's putting money in your pocket. All right, guys, let's get into the session where we talk all about the listener question of finding financing for more than four properties. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, now let's get into the listener question. So recently, an investor named Chad asked me, how do you find financing for more than four properties? Well, Chad, that's a great question. Now, I hit the roadblock and a lot of other people hit roadblocks that at four properties, you can get normal financing. Most banks won't even worry about giving you mortgages for four or less properties. It's actually pretty simple. It's just like getting your first property. You can get as many as four of those conventional mortgages in order to get a mortgage for your next rental property. But when you get to where you have five, six, 10, 15, 20 properties, how do you find financing for those? Well, it's actually, it's not as hard as you might think, but at the same time, there are a lot of roadblocks. Now, once you get above four properties, get in the fifth property, you're looked at as a little different than a normal homeowner. They're seeing you as an investor and there's different criteria that they're going to want for you to be able to get a mortgage because basically they get more risk spread out. And if you get 10 properties at one time and you get 10 notes from one bank, they're going to look at how much leverage is spread across and how much paperwork and administration and everything they're going to have to do for these properties. And they're not going to look at that as being very favorable. 
But even though it's hard to find financing for more than four properties, it is absolutely possible and you can do it. There, I've done it many, many times. So your first option would be a Freddie Mac loan. Now they have an investment property mortgage program and this allows you to finance up to six one to four unit properties, including your primary residence. So you get a few more properties than your normal four, but you must meet a strict criteria and they have a whole big document full of criteria that you're going to have to go through and, and make sure you, you meet things like there are a lot of different criteria that they're going to want. Even looking at how much your monthly expenses are for your own personal home. You have to have a minimum of 720 credit score. You need to pay 15% down payment for a one unit property. And even as much as 25% for a two or four unit purchase of a property. Um, you need to have a 15% equity for one unit properties in the property. You know, you can't just buy like a hundred percent equity. You need to at least have 15% equity. And for two to four unit properties, it needs to have 25%. Um, you can't have exceeding of debt to income ratio of 45%. You also need to have reserves set aside. At least two months reserves of the principal interest taxes and insurance for each property. You also can't accept any gifts from relatives or, or anybody else outside of yourself. Like you can't say, hey, I'm going to buy this house um, and I'm going to use a loan, but I'm also going to get a loan from my parents for, you know, $20,000. You can't do that. It has to be your own money that's actually inside your account for a couple months. So show that's seasoned. It's called seasoned. Seasoned is where money's in your account for at least two months that it's basically yours and not just a gift from somebody else. And there are other things that you're going to need to do to make sure that your income versus expenses is going to exceed and your debt to income is not going to be too great for Freddie Mac. So there is a loan program through Freddie Mac for investors. There are some things that you're going to have to make sure you you cover as you're talking with a loan broker. All this stuff, like don't worry about trying to investigate and learn this whole entire process. Just call up a mortgage broker and say, I'm interested in the Freddie Mac investor property mortgage program and they'll help you out of that or they'll point you in a direction of a mortgage broker that, would, that specializes in, in investment properties. So that's one, your first option. Your second option is very similar. So another government ran institution for mortgage is Fannie Mae, and they have five to 10 property program that you can, that they allow you to finance up to 10 properties at the same time. And these can be rental properties, obviously also would be your own personal property. So here's a few things that they have as criteria that you have to meet. Just like Freddie Mac, you have to meet the Fannie Mae credit criteria as well. You have to pay at least 25% down payment for a one unit property and up to a 30% down payment for a two to four unit property. So it's going to be a much greater down payment. You're going to have more skin in the game there. You have a minimum of a 720 credit score. It's pretty high for most, for most people, but not unattainable. You can do it. And you can't have any late mortgage payments in the last 12 months on any mortgage that you have. You know, they're going to run your credit checks. They're going to look at that. Can't have any bankruptcies or foreclosures in the prior seven years. You need to have two um, years of tax returns that you're going to show rental income for the rental properties. So you're basically going to say, hey, I want a mortgage on all these properties. They're going to want to see the tax returns that show a profit on those. You need to have six months of reserves for PITI, which is basically principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. So basically all that together, you have to have six months of all those expenses saved up for each property, not just one property, for all properties. Make sure you have six months saved up. Also, if you want to know anything more, go to Fannie Mae's website. Um, I, I'll put it in the show notes how to get to Fannie Mae's website, but you would be able to look up their, their loan program. And again, just like the Freddie Mac program, don't worry about 
learning all this stuff right now, go to a mortgage broker in your state that you're investing and say, I'm interested in a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac investing program because I have four properties. I need to buy my fifth or eighth or 10th or you know, whatever property, and I need to get a loan from for an investor. And so they will help you or find somebody else that will help you to meet that criteria and get a loan through them. Another one is another option. So the third option that I've used many times is a blanket mortgage. Now a blanket mortgage is more of like a commercial loan over multiple properties. So I'll give you an example how I did it. I went to one of the big banks in the nation, one of the you know big major nationwide companies, and I asked about a commercial loan for more than, you know, two or three or four properties. And anyways, I went over to their the commercial lending division, and basically what they did was I had four properties that were owned free and clear. I had paid cash for them, so I didn't have any loan on them. And and I said, I want to bundle up four properties into one loan and get all the money out in one lump sum and have notes on each one of the properties. So what they did was they got four different appraisers or appraisals on four different my four different properties. They made sure that I had enough loan to value. They went through a lot of the criteria that Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac would, but they made sure that everything was done right. But here's a big key they made sure that my rental properties were not in my name, that they were in my company's name. Now that's a good thing, because usually when you get a residential loan, it has to be in your name, it cannot be in the business name. Well, when you get a blanket loan, it actually has to be in your business name because it's a business loan. The good news is is that it doesn't fall back on you. If you default, which hopefully you won't, if you default, it doesn't go on your credit, it goes on your company's credit. Now, with the blanket mortgage, what they did was it was really great. So all four properties had one note over them, but it was broken down so that if I wanted to pay off or if I wanted to basically sell one of the properties, I didn't have to sell all four of them. I could only I could sell just one of them and still keep the three properties together and have the note over the three, but sell one out. And just basically the portion of money that I took out for that one property, I paid that back inside the, with the selling of the property. And that took down the note, total dollar amount, and I still had the note over the three other properties. So that's a blanket mortgage. And basically the way to get a blanket mortgage is to call up companies and see if they do commercial lending for multiple investment properties, multiple single family homes or duplexes. You want to get not just a regular residential mortgage broker. They will not do much for you. Actually, they they can't um, in, in the bank's guidelines. So talk to a mortgage broker and see how do I get to the commercial lending division? The commercial lending division that will actually give me a blanket mortgage over more properties. So that's those are basically the key ways to say that. Also, blanket loans offer a number of restrictions and prepayment penalties. You got to watch out for those. They can also have numerous release clauses if you want to sell a property. And I will say with every single mortgage that you get, commercial, blanket loan, portfolio loan, whatever it might be, make sure you read everything. That goes without saying. So with those blanket loans, there could be some issues. Like my blanket loan that I got with a commercial lender, they said that for five years, it's a fixed note. So normally with a residential loan, you get 30 years, 30 year fixed at whatever rate. Well, this one was a five year fixed. And then after that, they readjust with whatever the current market rate is and they readjust it. And if I want to pay it off, I could, if you know, they can get out of it if I can, or I would sell or whatever. But anyway, so there are different criteria. It's not like a normal residential mortgage. So double check that, make sure you know what you're getting into before you do get it. Your fourth option 
would be a portfolio loan. So let's say you got turned down for a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or a blanket mortgage lender. It's not the end of the world because you can try for a portfolio lender. Now, these are small private banks like credit unions or financial firms or a group of investors. These are portfolio loans where people and banks lend their own money not shop out and sell off. Like I'll give you an example, Bank of America. If you get a mortgage through Bank of America, they'll get everything initialized, but they won't actually lend you their money. They will lend you somebody else's money and take care of the whole process of the mortgage and make money on that transaction. So a portfolio loan, like let's say you go to a credit union in your city and your credit union says, hey, yes, I'll go ahead and give you a portfolio loan. A portfolio loan is their portfolio. The bank's portfolio. Basically, they're holding that note and earning interest from your payments. So that's a portfolio loan. So you want to talk to local businesses, local banks, local credit unions, and talk to them because you're not necessarily going to need to have all these criteria that all these other companies have. You basically need to make sure that the bank that you're going to be working with understands your business model and understands that you're, you make money, you make your payments on time, and they want to make sure that they're going to make a bet on you basically giving you money, knowing that you're going to pay them back and trusting you're going to pay them back. But if you go to them and show them that you're going to be a good asset to their company, basically you're going to be putting money in their pockets and not default. If you show them that good deal, then you would be able to walk away with a good portfolio loan. Now, another thing, option number five, would be going to friends and family. There might be people out there after you've built up four properties, five, six, seven, eight properties, once you have a track record, you know, maybe your uncle Billy, he might have been really hesitant when you got into this investing thing, but you've been doing it for four or five year now, years now. Or, or I'll give you an example, like for me, I quit my job and I don't need to work another job because of my rental properties. I have so many people saying, hey, when you need an, an investor, somebody to, to lend you money, come talk to me, I'll give you money. And this are, friends and family both say that. So think past. Now, I've originally asked my friends and family, now that you have a successful business, you're making money, then think about how you can use your successful business, show them how successful you are, and then use that as a leverage to say, would you like to partner with me in buying more properties? Now, what I would do, though, is bring them a investment. Bring them something. Don't just say, hey, in the future, I'm going to borrow money from you to buy a property and make money on it. Is that okay? That might not be the best, especially for the skeptical ones. What I would do is I would wait until I have a really, really good deal and I would exhaust all five options that I just explained at the same time to try to get this deal. Now, remember, funding is the lifeblood of your business. If you don't have funds, you're not going to be able to buy the property. So what you want to do is get all get the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, portfolio, blanket loan. Try to try every single process at the exact same time. So if whenever the first one pops up that's going to work, go with that one so you can get the deal done. And this is another one. When you have a deal in the process of going with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, go to your relatives and go to your friends and say, I have this deal. Here are the numbers. Here is how much it's going to cost. This is what it's going to cost to fix up. This is how much we're going to get it in rent every single month. These are expenses. We're going to be making $300 a month. And if you partner with me, you'll get half of that or however you want to work it out with them. But you want to bring them the deal showing them that they are going to be making money. And then you can also show them, this is what my current portfolio of rental properties is doing. I'm making an average of $400 per property, $300 or $200 per property. Now, after five properties, I have $1,000 in passive income coming in from these properties. 
Would you like to get in and invest with me on this? So that's another option is talking to friends and family. Your fifth option would be considering seller financing. Seller financing from the people that you're going to be buying the property from. Let's say you find a really good deal and it's your eighth property. Well, all these other other avenues are not working out for whatever reason. You can go back to the seller and say, would you consider seller financing? I'll give you, well, right now the interest rates are three and a half percent. I'll give you 7% note on the property, which means you'll be making X amount every single month and you'll carry the note. And if I don't pay you, you get the property back. You could consider that. Consider seller financing. Now, there are many, many ways of seller financing. I have a course that is on no and low money down. And this is one of the ways to get properties with low or no money down. And you basically get the seller to become the bank. And if you want to know more about the low and no money down, go to my website, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash courses. And you'll see the courses that I have. Um, At the time you're listening to this, it might be closed down to new students right now. So just sign up for the waiting list. And as soon as it's open back up, you'll get an email letting you know, hey, it's open back up, accepting new students and let's get rocking. All right. So that's seller financing. Now, your last option would be for hard money, hard money lenders. Now, I know a lot of people might think of hard money lenders as somebody like Jimmy the Wolf that would break your kneecaps if you don't pay them back. Well, hard money lenders aren't definitely are definitely are not like that. Like if you do go borrow money from them, hey, be careful, like from Jimmy the Wolf or you know the loan sharks. Don't, uh, I would suggest don't borrow from them. But if you want to be very careful, but there are hard money companies out there, basically investors that have put together companies that lend hard money. And the reason why it's called hard money is it's not as easy as getting a mortgage in a sense that low interest and, and low fees and all that sort of hard money is a totally different ball game when it comes to financing. It's very, very short terms. So anywhere from one to five years maximum, they want to turn their money over really, really quick. So they're looking for a one year in and out. So it's low or, or short terms in direct it also has higher fees and points and so you might be paying five points for the mortgage as opposed to one or two with a mortgage points would be percentage of the loan so if it's a hundred thousand dollar note two points would be two percent two thousand dollars you'd be paying to the mortgage company well to the hard money lender it'd be five points so you'd be paying five percent which is five thousand dollars to the hard money lender so all that to say there are different things about hard money that get kind of gets you oh i'm not used to this well in the long run a good deal even with hard money is still a good deal just as long as it's a good deal (laughs) you don't want to buy a bad deal get hard money and be stuck in a bad deal If it's a good deal, no matter how you get the property, if it costs you a little bit money to get the hard money, go ahead and do that. You can always refinance afterwards with a blanket loan. It's so much easier to get a blanket loan when you have the property than if you say, I'm buying four properties at once, I need a blanket loan. They already know that you have the property. They see that's performing. You already have it rented out and it's already making you money. So that's easier for the bank to say yes to giving you that loan. All right, guys, this wraps up podcast session number 18, where we talked all about financing for more than four properties, our listener questions. And if you would personally like to ask me a question that I may answer on the show here at Master Passive Income Podcast, go to my site, masterpassiveincome.com. At the very top, you'll see the about button. And when you hover over that, you'll see a little pop out that says, ask Dustin. So you can write me an email there. 
I personally answer every email that I get about real estate from my students and from people that listen to my podcast and read my blogs. So I'll definitely answer your question and maybe I'll even showcase your question on the podcast here. All right, guys, again, thank you so much as always for being a part of the Master Passive Income podcast. Get over to my site, masterpassiveincome.com. Check out all the blog um, articles and other podcast sessions that I have in there. As well as, please, if you would, help me out, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It really helped me out to get the word out to more people, helping them to quit their job with real estate rental properties. All right, guys, get out there. Start investing. Take care of yourselves. Talk to you soon.